Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. DraftKings has odds on who's going to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns this year. Paulie, I'll start with you. Who do they think will lead the NFL in passing touchdowns? Still got to be Mahomes. It is Mahomes. Who is second on that list? Marvin? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? No, he's fifth. Josh Allen is second, then Joe Burrow, and then Tua, and then Justin Herbert. By the way, we were curious, has somebody led the NFL in touchdowns and interceptions? Same season. The uh, closest we can find right now, Drew Brees in 2012 led the NFL with 43 touchdown passes, tied with Tony Romo for the most interceptions with 19. Brian Baumgartner, great actor. He, of course, uh, played the... uh, Role of Kevin Malone on The Office. Good friends with Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines Monday night. Aaron comes over, gives him a big hug, and then it went south from there. Brian joins us on the program. How did you end up on the sidelines? Uh, first off, good morning, Dan. Good morning. I, uh, I, I have no idea. I, I decide, I'm, I'm doing a speaking conference in Syracuse. By the way, I should mention a human resources conference. How I got chosen to speak at a human resources conference, I still don't know. <laughs> they were delightful. And I was going to be in Syracuse Sunday night. I had a flight back Monday morning. And I was like, you know what? It's game one. He's playing. It's a four-hour drive. We've got. I've got to go. So we call the Jets. We, I don't know. Someone <laughs> on my team calls the Jets. And says, I want to go. I tell him I'm going. And I show up at the stadium. And I don't know. I've, I've never been there. I've never been to, to MetLife. Uh, I've I've resided in, in Lambeau for quite a while. And so I show up. And suddenly they're like, we have 15 minutes. Do you want to go on the field? I said, well, yeah, sure. I go down. Maybe I can see him and say hi. And I didn't see him coming over. I tried to get his attention a couple times and and then he ran over and it was uh it was very emotional, Dan. I have to tell you, I have been fortunate enough to have been at Super Bowls and uh World Series and NBA Finals games, the Terry Strug moment at the Olympics in Atlanta when the 
she broke her leg or whatever. I have never felt a stadium, a sporting venue, feel the way that it did in MetLife on Monday night in my life. That's me. I'm not going to argue. You know, other people can bring up. I, I am saying for me, on the sidelines before, when they first ran out, yeah. this was for warm-ups. And the guy with the hat started doing the J-E-T-S Jets. It was chills were running down my spine. And then we went up to the seats. And, you know, when he ran out with the American flag, he's introduced. I've never heard something that loud. And that, like, genuine. Because it wasn't like, oh, let's cheer on our team. It was like the weight of... 55 years since they've won a Super Bowl, but really 22 years since 9-11. I'm getting chills talking about it right now. I'm giving myself chills, which is weird, but it was just like you could feel this collective relief and euphoria and like he was carrying the hopes for them as a team and a city for the year. It was just, it was, um, it was, it was a moment I will never forget. Never forget. And then, then, of course, 11 minutes later, it's like the dead. Done. Crazy. Uh, You were one of the few that I didn't text that night. Anyone's number that I had in my (laughs) phone. I, I, you know, some people started texting me. I'm not going to mention a a ton of names, but like, because I was at the stadium and I guess this video had gotten released that I was there asking me what was going on like i can't see anything so i just am trying to find out like what's going on is you know is he okay is he coming back is he on the sideline at one point i will tell you this is there's nothing about it is funny but i was across the field and i saw somebody with a ball that looked like him now maybe he doesn't look like him at all but from where i was across the field and i I'm, i guess my eyes are going bad i'm like is that eight is that eight? He's like tossing a ball up in the air. Is that eight to the guy I'm with? And he goes, no, that's, that's five. The punter. It's not, it's not eight. Um, so I didn't know what was going on. It was just, uh, it was just horrible. Have you reached out to Rogers? Uh, yeah, but you know, he's got a lot going right now. And I, you know, I expect at some point, you know, I flew back yesterday morning. I told, uh, Fritzy, you know, so I flew back yesterday morning kind of when everything was for real, for real happening. Um, And I, you know, I suspect I'll talk to him at some point here when when things calm down and and maybe he gets uh, his procedure done. When's the first time you met Aaron Rodgers? How did this bromance start? So the American Century Championship, which is the golf tournament that's in Lake Tahoe, um, this is 2008. Summer of 2000. This story is insane. I don't know if I've ever told you the story. The story is insane. I was sitting at a blackjack table. There's a Harris Casino. Yeah, in yeah, I've been there. yeah, I've been there. And, and I'm I'm sitting at the blackjack table, and there's a guy sitting next to me, and there's some people around, and he starts chatting with me. I have no idea who he is. No clue who he is. He's a fan of The Office, and... Um, so we're chatting and then when he introduces himself, I'm like, oh, you're the cow guy, right? You're the guy who's going to replace Brett Favre here in a few months. Nice to meet you. And, 
and there are TVs around the, the this is a true story. This is, doesn't, this sounds like a movie. It doesn't sound real. There are TVs around the casino up above the tables. You can kind of glance at, and that day is the day that Brett Favre said, I'm not retiring. So he's sitting there, he's playing in this event. He's about to be the starter of the green Bay Packers. Favre has already retired, and now Favre says, I'm not retiring. So at this day that we meet, he doesn't know if he has a job or not or if he's going to be a backup again or they're going to sign him and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, I don't maybe maybe I felt bad for him. I don't know. We just became friends and uh, then started playing a lot of golf together. He was living off season in the uh, Southern California area and um, ended up, I guess a couple years later going to uh, the Super Bowl in Dallas uh, where they won. And um, well, whose idea was it to put him in an episode of The Office? Me. That was me. That, I mean, you know, at that point, we were really, really good friends. And we did a table read of this was like the final penultimate episode. I think they, he, I think it was supposed to be the second to the last episode. It ended up kind of in the last episode. That might be wrong. Um, and they had some, they had a sports star written in who I'm not going to name in the script. Can we guess? After, Can we guess? Sure. Okay. Uh, football player? No. Wait a minute. You can't, this is not 20 questions. <laughs> no, no. Le- I, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's ever gotten out. I don't know if I can do, Le- I don't know. Le- LeBron James. No. Steph Curry. I, no. All right. Everybody gets a, a guess. Fritzy, take a guess. Michael Jordan. No. Okay. Seaton. Scotty Pippen. No. <laughs> Marvin. Le- Charles Barkley. No. Paulie? I'll go Michael Phelps. You're closer, but that's not true. Also, that's not correct. Closer. Also. Closer. Closer. Me- All right. Closer meaning. Gosh, I don't know if this is ever going. I don't. Can I say? I don't yes, even know. Just say it. You're say? still on scholarship. Here we go. Hold on. I'm not even supposed to talk about the show right now. No, no. But that's, you can talk about the past. You can't talk about the. No, future. I don't think I. I don't think I can. Um. It was a tennis player. John McEnroe. Nope. Serena. It was a tennis player that lived in Los Angeles. Now I'm like telling you. Pete Sampras. Nope. Is I it don't know why we're male? doing this game. Why? Just I mean, tell I, me I, who it is. Tell you. Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick was oh, my guess. Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick. Okay. I yeah, it was there, and I so I went to Greg Daniels, and I just said, I mean, oh, so you big footed Andy Roddick. This is why I didn't want to say anything, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. Andy was. I've met Andy before. I don't know if Andy was a big fan. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. I went to Greg and I said, Have, Is this a deal? Like, is this is his name here <laughs> because it's a done deal? In which case, I would have done nothing. And he said, No, he was, you know, a, not a placeholder, but he was someone we would love to have, but we have not reached out to anyone yet. And I said, well, I have a friend who's a really big <laughs> fan of the show. If you're looking for a sports guy, I think he would work really well. So that's how it happened. Oh. It was that simple. All right. He said, yes, we would love to have him. And he was there a couple, couple days later. How were his acting chops? 
I mean, look, you can, you know, he's, he's still bummed out that, that they made him say a line that he didn't like. What was the line? There's a flag on the play. Let me, let me reintroduce you here. He's uh, he played Kevin Malone on the office. He's uh, Brian Baumgartner. I'm a best. You don't talk about and, the office. I'm a best selling author. Mega podcaster, award winning. Okay. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, why didn't you tell Fritzy that? Because Fritzy gave me this this sheet here, and that he doesn't all. listen to me. It he just says actor me. played Kevin on The Office. That's all. Yeah, he, he that's doesn't all he listen put. to me. Uh, he doesn't listen to me. Uh, and and the show is uh, still doing uh, unbelievably well. We we played an episode. We played the chili episode yesterday because it's it's just it's iconic. It, it's. It's one of well, the one of the best scenes in sitcom history is when you bring your chili in. Oh God! If I'm in a bad mood, all I need to do is put that on, and Kevin makes well, me laugh. That's that's very very kind of you, Dan. I you know I wish we were here under better circumstances. I heard, uh, I heard you were talking about it yesterday. At least this was attributed to you totally randomly last night. Someone brought you up, mm. and I didn't even know at that moment that I was going to be on your show and said they were listening to you yesterday, and you just talked about, as a sports fan, it's just, it, it doesn't matter what who you're rooting for yeah. or against. Yeah. It's just sad. It's sports it just depression. feels like a loss. Brian, it feels I, like a loss. It's sports depression, because... Yeah. I didn't. I'm not rooting for the Jets. I mean, I I just root for storylines. But that was a storyline that we had been fed for months, and it just happened too soon. It, it was like, wait a minute, hold on. And the high of the highest of highs when Rogers comes out and carrying the flag, spotlights on him, and you're like, this is this is out of central casting, and yeah. and and then four plays in. And you know who reached out to me right away as soon as Rodgers goes down? The actor Josh Dumel, and he uh -huh. and he goes Achilles. And I, I'm going, well, that's soon, too soon. He goes, no, it's Achilles. And then I thought, okay. And then we're texting back and forth, myself and the Danettes, and we're speculating here. I think when Rodgers got up, sat back down, I think he was asked, "Is he doing okay?" And he went, "Nope." And then I realized. He has blown out his Achilles tendon. Crazy. It's just so sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's like it Bo doesn't Jackson. Matter who you're rooting for. Bo Jackson is a was a sports depression because I'm not a Raider fan, but Bo Jackson shouldn't go out that way, where right. he gets tackled in a game against the Bengals, and that's the last we ever see of Bo as a football player. So yeah, that sports depression certainly set in. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but that those are certainly those visceral moments where you're like, oh, my God, this is, this yeah. is rough. How's the uh, podcast? Are you allowed to talk about the podcast? I'm allowed to talk about the podcast. Oh, yes, okay. I am. All right. Uh, off off the beat. It, it's, it's great. I mean, we're having some trouble because we're having trouble uh, – we're we're actually speaking to a lot of sports people now more than normal because you know of the strike going on and we can't it's difficult to have actors on and uh you know hopefully that gets resolved soon and we get back um we get back to business but I'm 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 just loving it I'm I I I I couldn't love it more the conversations that we're having and 
just had uh just had Lindsey Vaughn on the podcast and Andrew Whitworth and uh a host of a host of others. It's been uh, AJ Brzezinski. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've heard his new uh foul territory thing. It's amazing. Anyway, it's it's been it's been great, Dan. I appreciate it. I I um uh yeah, it's just been a hard, hard couple of days. Hard couple of days. Well, hard couple of months with what's going on with the writers' strike there as well. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I, 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 I knew when I think it was I think it was like August first. This might be totally wrong. And they canceled the Emmys, which is in the third week of September. I went, Well, that doesn't sound good. No. At all. No. By the way, Will Farrell went with us to Dublin. Uh we went I to- saw I why where was my invite? Dan? Well, I, I that was year one. And, okay. and and Will is he he was the one who kept pushing for us to go to Dublin for a decade. He's a he's a, the founding father of this. But okay, I think we're going to Dublin next year, or okay. we might go to London to go to a Premier League game. Ooh, I like the way you said that. By the way, thank you, Premier. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you... I I will. Put on, put out a soft invitation to you. Uh, okay, let me know. Let me know. That's it. It looked like a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It looked like a lot of fun. He was. He just said, "I'm not a guest. I'm a Danette. I don't just yep. whatever the Danettes do. We're doing, and uh, we hit the pubs. The pubs hit back. But Will was there, and then he flew. So he flies on his own dime." And then yep, he has I heard you to say fly it. back on Friday because his dad's birthday is Saturday in L.A. But he went over on Tuesday and stayed till Friday morning and then went back. So it's pretty awesome. Pretty I, I, awesome. I, I will I will tell you this. I, I had the good fortune uh, of working with him, getting to know him a, a, a little bit. And there is no joke. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I don't know if they've ever spoken about it, but to those of us on the outside, there is a a, a a fierce competition between Will Ferrell and Steve Carell on who is the nicest guy in Hollywood. So we should have a nice off. You yes, I pitched you the idea. A nice off. A nice off. Yes, and I'll be there to be snarky. No, you'll be the host. <laughs> you'll be the host because you work with both on the office. Yes. Yeah. A nice-off between Steve. A nice-off. I like that. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hopefully we'll have you on here uh, after the strike, and good luck with the podcast, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. That's, that's uh, Kevin from The Office. He's been in a variety of things. He's got a podcast out, Brian Baumgartner. And, uh, and I do think that that episode, the chilly episode, I don't know what happens elsewhere in that episode. It's such a strong standalone scene with Brian. And he's so proud when he brings the chili in. And then when he falls, and it was a one take. That was it. They did one take. And he has that look when he looks at the camera like, I just spilled my chili. <laughs> the, the key is not to overcook the onions. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you it's Miller time. 
Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DP Show for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DP Show. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It's the final hour on this Wednesday. It's Dan and the Danettes, and that means it's Fritzy, it's Seton, and Marvin, and Paulie, and yours truly. It's Big Ten Saturday night, Syracuse, Purdue, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Here comes Saturday night. We were just talking about great characters. If you could be a role character, uh, who would it be? Any show. We just had uh, Brian Baumgartner on. He played Kevin in The Office. And uh, I thought Killer Mike from uh, Breaking Bad. Well, guess who I just heard from? Brian Cranston, Walter White, who said, 
you would be a great hitman. I would give you a name like Leslie or Simon, and I think I could sell that. That you wouldn't sound or look like a, a hitman, but that he might be able to take this to market. What do you think? Me as a hitman named Leslie? Kind of like with glasses, bespeckled, dressed nice, but you're a killer. Yeah. Kind of like I am now. Yeah. Yeah. I just kill it a different way. Like one of those born identity bad guys. They're always well-dressed. They have a nice BMW. Yeah. Born identity. That'd Clive be... Owen type. Clive Owen. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was a born bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he dies in the field. <sighs> Too soon. Yeah. Spoiler. That one was I tough. I believe with a pen. I'm not mistaken. Oh, did he get a pen to the neck? Doesn't he get like a... No, no, he gets uh, capped. He's running through a field yes. in, in the first Bourne oh, movie. Oh, that's right. He yeah. gets capped in the field. That's the first Bourne movie. The guy who gets the pen in the neck was there in, later in the episode. They're in France. He gets the pen in the neck, mm-hmm. and then he jumps out the window and takes his own life. Yes, yes. Somebody gets beat up with a magazine, too, at one point. A magazine? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's... A rolled-up magazine is used as a weapon, effectively. Do they punch the magazine? They, they, uh, Jason Bourne uses the magazine as, like, a puncher. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's trying to save uh, Julia Stiles' character, and he's got that guy in the apartment building. He actually punches him in the face with a book. He holds a book up. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it he is. He chokes him out in the bathroom. Yeah. Yes, Marv. I feel like you're kind of like, we were talking about the wire. You're kind of like Avon Barksdale and like Pauly Stringer Bell mm. and like wear like Weebay and Stinkum. And Fritzy's Fritz like D'Angelo, like the nice one. Oh. <laughs> I'm like none of those characters in Breaking Bad or in uh, uh, The Wire. Well, I'm just talking about you're the leader. Yeah. And no, we're your soldiers. Yeah, but the, those guys had that ability to just, I mean, the, the acting is so great. And then you find out that most of them are from England. Where you're like, okay, they come over here, you're going to play inner city, Baltimore, and you're going to be drug dealers. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I, you know, you'd see these interviews, Entertainment Tonight would have them, and all of a sudden, you'd hear they, they'd be talking like this. And I'd be like, oh, my God. It took away a little bit of the badassness. If that's a word. But it made a better act. Like, man, you're even a better actor than I thought, McNulty. That's true. Yeah, McNulty. Yeah. Where's he from? Very British. Very yeah. British? Yes. Okay. Dominic West, I think is yes. the actor's name. Yeah, I think so. Well, great shows. Snoop is not from England. No, no. <laughs> no. She's from Baltimore. Yeah. A uh, couple of, I like Snoop. A couple of uh, phone calls in here. Uh, let's see. Montague in North Carolina. Yes, sir. Good morning, Dan and Mark. Uh, yes, I just wanted to recap the highs to low and the lowest to high. Uh, you guys left off both number one seeds. Which would you like first, sir? Uh, it's your it's your stage here, Montague. Oh, okay, sir. Uh, so the highest to low would be uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, winning the Daytona 500 and find out his you know dad died in that last lap to crash. So that would be the highest to low for me. And then the lowest to high is actually pretty good. We'll finish on an up note. And that's Marvin taking over for that four-eyed freak. Bad decision-making girl on your show. You did a good job replacing him. So, what happened there? I don't know if we need to say that. Montague. Yeah. Monty. I wasn't going to call him no names. Yeah. That's not nice. The fact that we went from McLovin to you, that's the lowest to the highest? Is that what he's saying? Okay. I mean, you could have just kept it there. You could have. You didn't have to <laughs> go into all that other stuff. That wasn't very nice. Kuba uh, in Poland joins us. Hey, Kuba. Hi. Hi, guys. Um, 
I just want to share a, a funny story. Uh, I was riding with my wife to the to the doctor's appointment today, and uh, I put on private eyes by uh, the one Helen notes. <laughs> and my wife asked me, uh, "How did I came up with that song?" And I uh, I just fought for a. a 15 seconds and and burst a burst a laugh because I would have to tell her that you know that was there was a bet on Dan Patrick show Darius Rucker bet that uh, Dolphins will make the uh, Super Bowl last year and uh, he lost so Fritzy was performing two songs uh, before his uh, concert and uh, while having the the rehearsal with uh, Darius Rucker's uh, band. Uh, he uh, complained about uh, the ending of uh, of, of private eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kuba, thank you for uh, thinking of the show while you go in for a doctor's appointment with your wife. Yes, Paul. It is great to have Sasha Baron Cohen back on the show. Wow. Yeah, that was a great Yakov Smirnov impersonation. That uh, Borat, Borat. Um, Darren Ravel, Action Network business reporter, joining us. Uh, I I wanted to see if we could find out why some of these sports books voided the Aaron Rodgers futures bets. Uh, I don't know, like, these are prop bets. I don't, but they didn't take the game off the board with Aaron Rodgers not playing. So, uh, Darren, uh, here to help us fill in the gray area there. Why would some of these sports books take uh, the prop bets off the board? So there's there's a whole bunch of things going on here. First of all, uh, in Vegas, you can't do any of this stuff. So the Nevada Gaming Control Board, if something happens in a game, if there's an unfortunate injury, guess what? It's a bet. It's an unfortunate injury. That's what happens. It's called a bet, Dan. So in Nevada, none of these guys, we've never had anything like this. Then for the past five years, you have a situation where there's legal gambling and all these guys are trying to get you to bet at their sports book. So they do these things like, oh, it's unfortunate Aaron Rodgers got hurt. We're sorry you bet on him. And it's allowed in these states to do this. Now, in most states, so let's say you had Aaron Rodgers over 200 passing yards. Most of them will then grade it as a loss and then give you whatever you bet on in bonus bets. Now, people are like, well, why would they do that? The reason they do that is, they then mark it up as revenue, right? The sports book won then, right? They grade it as a loss, right? So they mark that up as revenue mm. and then they don't have to account it for, for marketing, right? They want to try to, they want to try to keep you. So normally they'll have to pay these marketing costs. And when DraftKings, which is a public company, comes out and says, we paid 400 million to keep people, this is not included. When they give you bonus bets, it's not included. So that's really what they're doing. It's kind of like they're doing an accounting thing. They're trying to keep you there. Now there's a couple books who said, we're not refunding you, a couple, but most of them looked at each other and said, that guy's refunding you, that guy's refunding you, we wanna keep your business. And so there's a whole bunch of refunds, including Jets futures, which you would think that's part of the game. Since when is an injured person kind of uh, allowed you to kind of get your money back? It's it's a weird thing. And the, and the standard, the guys who've been in the industry forever are driven nuts by this. They can't believe that sports books are doing this. Dangerous precedent? Oh, yeah. I mean, ab- absolutely. Like, okay, 
So now someone else is hurt in the middle of a game. It was just more unfortunate because it was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, someone getting hurt. Uh, okay, what 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 about the the? I bet what happens if I bet the over in the game? I bet the over in the game. Well, obviously, I was relying on Aaron Rodgers over Zach Wilson. So so yeah, of course, it's a it's a horrible precedent. And I think you know at some point, I think the states are gonna state by state will say, you know, I don't know how much you can do this. A but- bet is a bet, and the, these these gaming control boards, their responsibility is to keep integrity, right? Which is why for so long, and still in a lot of states, you can't bet on the spelling bee or the or how about the Oscars or the Grammys in a lot of states because one person knows already right so like these gaming control boards their job is to say what you can and can't do and i think in some sense they've probably failed here in allowing sports books to basically do what they want because the fight for the customers is is so great but where do they draw the line here darren of a star player and when if aaron Rodgers gets injured in the uh beginning of the second half do they do the same thing if Brock Purdy were to get injured, what would they do with prop bets or futures with the 49ers or Derrick Henry? That's the what I'm sub, curious the, about. The, yeah, the, I mean, the, the subtext, right, the, 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 the just the idea of it seemed to be he didn't run for a yard or throw for a yard. He got sacked and that was it. Like, that's okay. because it's so unfortunate. That's what it is. But But again... Like yes, Dan, you're right. Where do you draw the line here? You can you can make up a whole bunch of things. You know, uh, it, it, it's 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 tough, but it's it's just the environment right now where there's so much competition for your dollar. The average person downloads 1.7 gambling apps. So again, like they there's loyalty there they're trying to get you to go to theirs if you're at FanDuel and FanDuel didn't refund any any bets do you go to DraftKings now Mm. because you think that was right maybe maybe that's the competition uh before I let you go I know that you ticket you got a ticket right there Uh, you know what butt fumble I have have the butt fumble ticket Mark Sanchez is going to join us coming up Oh, that's amazing. Do you like do you, do you like how I noticed that right away? Who's on? Is that Mo Lewis? Who's, I think it's Mo Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Now, is it more valuable if Mark Sanchez signs this? Yeah, you got to get it. Do you have a, you have to get like one of those. Uh, you, you can pull that out. You should definitely get that signed. Have him sign. Whoops, Mark Sanchez. Whoops, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is 2012. The Jets Patriots. A game that I was at, and that was the uh, butt fumble with uh, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, you know, you 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 know, I you know, I love tickets. Yeah, I recently got, I recently got a great one, Dan. I got the ticket to to Back to the Future Two when Biff is old. Biff is talking to young Biff, and he says, "Yeah, UCLA is going to win that game." And he's like, "Yeah, Dad, there's three seconds left. They're losing." He's like, "UCLA is going, you know, the Sports Almanac game." Yeah. So we we got that one. So wait, that was used in the movie? No. The actual game, because the game was real. UCLA really won that game on November 12th, 1955, which is actually, it's the same night as the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Hey, Marvin, (laughs) listen to this. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have you come in and and take inventory here with all of the press passes. I have press passes. I would love, dude, I would love to do that. That would be, that would be tremendous. I have press passes going back to the early 80s 
Boston Garden with the Celtics, uh, Mets World Series with the Red Sox. I got- what, what is this? What do you think the single most? Uh, what is the single best game you were at that you have a press pass to? I I would say the Buckner Ball. Right, that yes. game. Yeah. Uh, I was there in Sky Dome when Joe Carter homered to win the World Series. Ninety-three. Yeah. Yep. Um, now the eighty. Were you? Were you? Quickly. Were you? Were you in the Red Sox locker room in the yes. in the bowels? And the oh, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't have that type of memory. The only memory I had was the. Uh, I was in the Patriots area with the Tyree catch. But I, you know, the 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 amazing. I at one point I did own the Red Sox champagne. The bottle. I owned a bottle. I owned a bottle of unopened Red Sox champagne. Yes, at one point. Wow. I uh, I have the press pass for when Magic hit the sky hook at the Boston oh, Garden. Oh, sure. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. To win yep. that, uh, I have my press pass when Jordan announced his retirement uh, in Chicago. Oh, that's a good one. Chicago Stadium. Yeah, I have so many of them. I just slapped them up on the doors all over the place here. We should we should we should go through it and film it. I'm 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 in. All right. Hopefully. Hopefully you uh, you didn't use uh, uh, some sort of goo, and we could we could uh, take them off the walls without. Maybe it's double sided tape or something without hurting it. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Hey, great to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, thank Jay. you, buddy. Darren Rebell, Action Network business reporter. Yeah, I've got all these press passes, and I I don't I well I save everything, but I have them all over the place. And then I just started looking at them the other day, and I'm going. Yeah, that might be valuable, or that might be valuable. Oh, I didn't know I was there for that. Oh, national title game. Oh, this like there's there's over a hundred in here. The Olympics, Super Bowl, crazy stuff, um, and I have all of these patches from minor league baseball teams that I got. I don't know why, but I thought they look pretty damn cool. Thank God I have this man cave because, you know, my wife would be uh, throwing this stuff out. You know, she threw out two things. She threw out my basketball jersey and uh, she threw out some records as well. Uh, But uh, yes, Paulie. That's why it's going to be tough for you to retire because I can't imagine what's going to happen to this stuff on the week after retirement. It's going to just stay here. But let's say the building goes away. You get rid of the building, and, and this stuff eventually has to go somewhere. We talked about the Dansonian or giving it to a sports museum. I know, I know. Well, I don't know if it's valuable. Well, I do have some valuable things, but then I got some other things that are only valuable to me. Um, Tom Brady autographed jersey to me. Kobe called me. Kobe uh, wrote the uh, to the White Mamba. That's a pretty good one. That is. That's that, a one seed. That's a yes. keeper. And I didn't. I didn't realize that when I got the jerseys. So we have uh, Mari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, LeBron, uh, Blake Griffin, uh, Kevin Love, Derek Rose. Called you the White Mamba. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But he would come on the show and he would say that too. But um. I have Kobe's all-star jersey. Pretty cool. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Mark Sanchez, how do I say to Mark, would you sign this ticket from the butt fumble? How about, do I, do I say, hey, Mark, look what I have. And then does he say, well, he's not going to say, hey, do you want me to sign that? Yeah, he will. No, he won't. He's a gent. I don't know if he would say, oh, Oh, that okay. You were there? Yes, I was. Yes, he. he maybe. 
he might be tired of hearing about it. Yeah, I I know. <laughs> I just want to throw out that possibility no. that maybe it's not what he looks forward to coming on the show. Like, oh, great, we're going to talk USC. We can talk the Jets. We can talk what? You got to bring that up? Yes, Paul. I, I disagree. I think Mark, at one point in his life, probably hated it when he was like still playing. And then when the career is over. Well, the reason why I bring it up is because he brought it up with Josh Allen right. uh, the other night. It's like if you had a picture of Dan Orlovsky running at, in the in back, the back of, the of the end zone, zone, he would autograph it for you. Yeah. Because his career is going well. Mark I, Sanchez's career is going well. I'm not saying that he won't autograph it for you. I'm just saying I don't think that he's exactly like, ah. Oh, okay. I don't think he's going to offer it. I don't think he's going to go, oh, cool. Would you like for me to you know, autograph that? He would embrace it for you. If just someone on the street was saying, hey, sign this. Like, Come on, dude. I have right. enough of that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mark Sanchez will join us right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And... You got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit 
PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Syracuse and Purdue, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Here comes Saturday night. Update the poll results there, Seton O'Connor. Yeah, we got up there. If you were an NFL player, would you want natural grass fields or no testing for grass? Right now, that's at 88% natural grass fields. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of, you know, winking a nod and looking the other way with uh, testing positive. They don't, want to, they don't want to catch you. You know, performance-enhancing drugs – they would still want to have the integrity of the game. All right. Uh, we'll get I feel to like more. people aren't properly reading the second option there, but <laughs> maybe. Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst, former NFL USC quarterback. Uh, he had the Rams and the Seahawks this past Sunday. He's got the Niners and the Rams. That'll be at uh, 4 Eastern Sunday on Fox. Mark, good to see you again. How's morale? Oh, we're doing great, man. Uh, no complaints over here. Hello to the Danettes. Thank you for having me. Uh, you did uh, give a little bit of a shout out to uh, Josh Allen on Monday night after his fumble, <laughs> which uh, which I did love. And I'd mentioned to the Danettes that I had the ticket from the butt fumble game, which was... Is that the Thanksgiving day? Yeah, this is uh, 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy is <laughs> growing up, Thanksgiving, love Thanksgiving more than Christmas. <laughs> Before that game, I hadn't lost on Thanksgiving. I don't care whether it was like pickup football in the street, like nothing. Like that was my day. I felt like I had some like special superpower that day. Obviously not, but it was a hell of a run, I feel like, you know, until, you know, until the run ends. But, but, you, but you get unfairly blamed for that. Didn't, didn't the offensive lineman get blown up? Right? Listen, uh, I'll never uh, turn state's evidence. All I know is <laughs> I've listened to the broadcast because Collinsworth called it. Yeah. I listened to the broadcast, and it was – you know what's funny? It's the same exact thing that Josh did the other night. Or I shouldn't say same exact. I, I don't like when analysts do that, and I almost did it. It's very similar, okay, because he got the snap, and he bobbled the snap because his eyes were somewhere else. He was taking a quick peek at something, and boom, he bobbles the snap. And so for me, I was like – trying to turn and boom, the running back's not there. I'm like, whoa, this place totally foobard. We got to go. So you just turn around and get back to the line of scrimmage and get down. Well, that's what Josh did. He's like, oop, foobard, let's roll. And so he runs forward and forgets they have a cross sifter. And here comes the tight end to kick out the DN. And instead of kicking out the DN, he just nails Josh. Well, instead of me getting back to the line of scrimmage, I'm boom. And we know the rest of the story. So it was, um, 
it's unfortunate and it happens, but I mean, whatever. Can I get this autographed by you? Ooh, I don't know. My connection's getting fuzzy. What did you ask? If you could uh, autograph the ticket from the kidding. butt fumble. Yeah, right there. Yeah, what, 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 Seaton? I was just going to say, you know, in Mark's defense, Vince Wilfork basically picks up the offensive lineman and throws him into Mark's face. Oh, I know. It was like, I mean, it's not even clear. If you watch it from different angles, it's like Vince Wilfork absolutely manhandles this dude. That is tough. I know. I, that's why well, I said that. That's a tough, that's a tall order to block that guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was tough but i don't know see like it's one of those things you know me and the danettes can make fun of me and my boys can make fun of but you can't dan so i don't know if i can do that for you oh i mean it's fair if you don't want to sign it i don't that's okay <laughs> i'll see if i can get uh, vince Wolf, you know Wolf i've Wolf gotten that before people have the actual oh jerk people have the <laughs> um like the picture of it like a still photo yes and i've gone to like you know walk out of games and stuff and we're like Winning and everything's cool and you're slapping hands and then somebody's like, Hey man, will you sign this? You're just like, dude, who invited this guy? You know? How often would you line up behind the guard instead of the center? How often does that happen in NFL games? It's happened. It it's happened. It generally happens when you're uh correcting something or fixing something when you uh have a young guy or you need to give a quick reminder and you just kind of lose your space you know you lose your awareness of exactly where you're at and um you know you're saying something to somebody and you just kind of start lining up but generally you figure it out quickly because something looks off on the defense right something looks like a shade over or two shades over and you're like wait why is this guy standing oh why am i standing here here we go you know uh, let's look back on monday night with what happened with rogers uh and and if turf played a role in this in your opinion Whew. Listen, I know there's a argument for grass. I feel that sentiment. I think it's much better playing on grass. There's a give to grass as opposed to turf. The actual, you know, dirt can just get kind of kicked up and you have a huge divot uh, instead of getting locked in. Um, I know there's a huge, you know, I don't know the science behind uh <laughs> all these little black pebbles in there, the little rubber pebbles yeah. and stuff that people say they're horrible for you. And, uh, you know, are they ever ingested by players? Probably. Is that going to be like a huge problem down the line? I don't know. Uh, but I know it's, you know, once again, like any of these major controversies, it sure seems you follow the money and grass just costs a lot more to maintain. So um, I'm not surprised that it's the way it is. And I'm not surprised that players want to play on grass. I preferred playing on grass. My body felt better after playing on grass. I know, especially for the fast guys, the receivers and DBs and all that. I mean, they were, you know, the low back, the hammies, everything. It just feels kind of weird because there's a there's a bounce back. It's like being on a trampoline a little bit. And when you go back on, you know, a regular surface, it takes a second to almost readjust. So, I mean, what are you going to say? I, I don't know. You're uh, three years younger than Rodgers. Have you reached out to the Jets? <laughs> no, and the reason is I am uh, currently on a hot streak in the booth. I'm undefeated in the booth, baby. I like that. I haven't like gotten that. hit. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this part of my life, and you know, a career pivot. I guess would be the um, saying de jour. But uh, it's. I, I love what I'm doing, and and to even get ready to go again, like 
you can go. You can always go. I don't care who you are. If you're if you're a ball player, you can do it. But to do it at that level for that period of time and try and do it consistently with your body at this point, once you've been away from it, that's that's where you get in trouble. I could go play one game. I could go nail a drive right now. You know, I could go play a pickup basketball game if I want. But I'm not playing 30 games, you know. You know what I'm saying? I just – that's just not where I'm at right Okay, now. I'm going to let you be the GM of the Jets. What do you do? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm telling you, I saw plenty from Zach, and I've said this before. You could argue both sides, right? Like, go get a guy, and then, okay, is it worth – um, the transition period and that person learning the playbook and having to adapt to that person and patchwork, piecework, some of that thing together? Or do we just, you know, go all in on Zach Wilson? He was our guy. He's had Aaron around him for like six months. This could be the best thing for us. And maybe this was supposed to happen and we'll figure out the rest later kind of deal because of the talent we have even more than last year. I mean, one of the biggest things I saw on that broadcast the other night was Garrett Wilson giving like the pump up speech, reminding Zach, like, we're good. They're going over plays on the, on the, you know, little iPad surface thing. And it's like, dude, we're good. We're going to get open. You just, Hey, you just get us the ball, get the ball in the air somewhere near me. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of the rest. You know, you can almost get that feeling from, from the players. So I think they have enough. I really do. And I've seen enough from Zach to know, like, if you can just figure out a way, Coach Hackett, to to pull him back and kind of protect him from himself at times, um, you know, you'll you'll be just fine with the roster they have. But we've seen other players, whether it's Josh Allen or other guys, like you, they have rough games where you try and do too much and you play the hero ball thing and you put the Superman cape on too many times and it goes bad. And the numbers end up, you know, evening out. And you take care of the ball for a series of games and people stop talking about it for a while. But um, I think they have enough. I really do think that roster is loaded to the point where Zach can handle this thing. Uh, it's not ideal for the team. Obviously, they went all in on Rodgers. But but you still have to work. have a backup, Mark. You have to have somebody who has some experience who doesn't threaten Zach Wilson. But then who do you bring in? Like if you bring in a Phillip Rivers or Matt Ryan or somebody like that who's established – then what they're not going to play until they're ready and Zach's going to play yes. kind of, you, you see what I mean? Like you do some damage to the starter psyche in a way that I don't know if it's better for. Well, what if I brought long-term. in Joe Flacco? Oh, because yeah, because of, because of the familiarity. Yes. See something like that makes sense. Okay. That I can see more than just like, Hey, call Tom Brady right now. You know what I mean? If you're bringing in Brady, he's, He's the guy. If you're Brady, so, if you're Brady, would you entertain this idea? Ooh. Uh it's just so weird because he just did the the retirement. I know. In, he said he was a, a in New page, England Patriot for first life. Game he'd be back would be like <laughs> you know you play a game in Dallas or maybe not play and then go play in New England. Gets, gets that New would England. Be crazy. Oh my god. That would be just insane but you know selfishly if he wants to keep playing and not come take one of these spots at fox i'm not going to argue with him i'm going to root him on and i'll say nice things on the broadcast about him we're talking to uh, mark sanchez the uh, fox nfl analyst he's got the niners and the rams after the rams went to seattle that was the biggest surprise for me at you incredible know, i mean I, I kept going what is going on here you know you, you, <laughs> 
Wait, were you saying that in the in the broadcast? I, I, re- I really was during the during the timeouts and TV timeouts and everything. I would just hit the mute button and look at Kevin Kugler. I'm like, what in the hell? Like they're handling them, you know. And and I seen both teams practice. It's not that it's not that they didn't have the players in Los Angeles, but you just didn't know all of them, right? And you'd never seen them. And now a bunch of rookies and young players are going to go up to Seattle where they're they're feeling good. Like the two days before the game when I'm there in the city, you can tell kind of if you're in a city where the team's got some juice and some energy, like there was something you could feel in that city excited for Geno Smith and this team to take the next step with all their young draft picks really starting to come of age. And it was it was a great atmosphere for football. So I just, you just kind of assume, you kind of get lulled to sleep by some of that stuff because it's in your face everywhere. And you're like, oh, okay, this is the way the game probably should go. And the way Stafford played, the way they, you know, got guys like Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua involved. And the other thing I thought was really interesting, and Raheem Morris kind of mentioned this to us, was, um, you know, playing with Aaron Donald and these young guys because everybody asked, like, okay, well, who else? You know, the last time they won the Super Bowl, it was Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, and. Aaron Donald. Well, when you can name three guys like the Niners coming to town who have Hargrave, Armstead, Bosa, oh, and by the way, Drake Jackson, failing from USC. When you can name all those guys on the D-line, you know that team's legit. So I couldn't name all these other guys. I'm looking at a bunch of rookies, and they got to play with Aaron Donald. And when you play with Aaron Donald, it's like Raheem Morris made the analogy, like playing with Magic or playing with Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. Like, you got to learn how to play with them because that dude's going to make some crazy plays and you got to be ready for the no look pass. You got to be ready for the last second dish. You got to go set the pick, do all the dirty work. And every once in a while, you're going to score 15 to 20 points, but not every night. Aaron Donald's going to score the points. He's going to get the sacks. He's going to get the accolades. You got to work with him. You got to go do the dirty work and take on two linemen and the halfback and let him run free and do what he does. So it was interesting watching that happen. And Turner, Byron Young, these guys that they have, they can clearly do it. It was fun to watch. How sustainable is Dion's success at Colorado this initial season? I think, listen, they got a lot of momentum. There's no question about that. It's about <clears throat> are they going to be able to adjust, not just uh, game to game, but like halftime, first half to second half. Uh, are these when, – when some of this stuff wears off and somebody – gets them down. Like they were in a little more of a battle last week against Nebraska early. Uh, They were in a battle with TCU, but I want to see them down 10, 14, 21 points. And then at halftime and see what this team is about and get them through all those situations. I want to see, you know, they're riding so high with confidence because they've checked a lot of those boxes, right? Shador Sanders did it in two minute drills in crucial situations, third down red zone. He's been handling it. So I want to see when a game starts real slow for him and then watch him turn on the gas before you like fully jump on the bandwagon. But I can't lie. I've been so impressed and so pleased watching them. You know, I got that, that date circled in a couple of weeks for my boys at SC to go play uh, Colorado. Yeah, I know. You got that uh, coming up. That'll be interesting. Oregon against Colorado. Uh, but you got Colorado, Colorado State coming up uh, this weekend. Hey, great to talk to you again, as always, and uh, have fun. Niners, Rams, that'll be at uh, 4 Eastern Sunday on Fox. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it, guys. We'll see you. Mark Sanchez. I don't know if I got a, an absolute no that he wouldn't sign the butt fumble ticket. 
I don't. I did. I certainly didn't get an absolute yes. Um, what do you think? Should I press the issue? Self-addressed stamped envelope, Todd. He'll sign it. Yeah, he's right. a good dude. What if I had him do but dot dot dot, and then Mark Sanchez? What I, we, what? I think he would do. He'd play along with Oops. whatever you wanted on there. Oops. Yes, Pauline. Or he put "Ask me again" oh. on there. Oh. I don't think you wanted it signed until he said no, and now you want it twice as much. Like you kind of wanted him to sign it, and mm. when he when he didn't want it, now you want it twice as much. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Todd, maybe you can work on that for me. We can do that. <laughs> I really believe he'll he'll sign. I think Mark is still listening to us right now. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV.